Olivia Chow tweeting about the Metrolink's announcement, which was a non-announcement. It was an announcement that they weren't going to announce anything. But she actually used the emoji of a, a palm to forehead and wrote, I'm deeply disappointed Metrolinks can't provide a timeline for opening the Eglinton LRT. We've all endured construction and delays for over a decade. While testing for safety and repairing problems are necessary, we need this done quickly. Mark Tuohy is here on the Morning Brief, advisor to business and political leaders former chief of staff to a mayor, so he knows a thing or two about what goes on in that office. Mark Tui, your thoughts on, I, I don't even know what the, the word to describe what's going on on Eglinton is. I don't know it's necessarily a disaster, but it's certainly a mess. It's a circus. Okay. I, I mean, it's a, I, I really don't understand what happened this year. At first they said, look, we're going to give you an update uh, at some point, but we don't know when. We don't know when things are going to finish. And then for all of the summer, we were left with the last words of uh, Phil Verster being, look, we'll give you by the end of, I think it was June or July, uh, you know, an update on when we'll be able to give you an update. And then they didn't. And then they gave us an update that had no update. And it's kind of <laughs> like at some point you're going to know that you don't know what you need to know. And yesterday's announcement was lacking. In, I understand that there's some some question marks, but that's his job. I mean, he is the leader involved, and it kind of implies a certain lack of leadership. It reminds me of uh, John F. Kennedy's infamous uh, Man of the Moon speech. Uh, to Congress when he famously said, I believe this nation should commit itself to, at some point, I'm not comfortable saying when, but probably in the future, maybe landing a man on the moon or somewhere nearby, perhaps. Uh, no, he didn't say that. He said a target date. Yep. Without a target date, what do you work to? And if Phil Verster or the minister or the premier or somebody isn't going to say this is the drop dead date, then how? it's never going to end. And what do you make of the fact that apparently Mr. Verster is in line for a raise? And I get it. I'm not one of those people who caterwauls about senior executives being well paid. But then you also get to a certain point where it's really, we got to give him another $150,000 to make sure he doesn't go away from the project he's not administering properly? Yeah, it, it uh, leaves a sour taste in my mouth. I mean, I'm not going to say how much he should get paid because I don't know. Uh, you know, should it be hundreds of thousands of dollars? Yes, probably to be competitive and to attract uh, good talent. But then they get into this state of, you know, the board saying, oh, well, I think he's a good guy, so we should give him more money. And we're talking about heaping stacks of cash more money. And I don't know what his deliverables are. You know, it's not Eglinton Crosstown is not his only function, but uh, it's certainly the one we see every day, and it's certainly not going well, and it certainly is galling to think that this guy, you know, you know, had a two hundred thousand dollar raise uh, a couple of years ago and might be in line for another a couple of hundred thousand dollars of taxpayer money. Taxpayers aren't necessary. Taxpayers need to see why that's a good deal, and nobody's showing us that yet. Uh, Justin Trudeau apologizing outside of the house, inside of the house. Here's a sample. All of us who were in this house on Friday regret deeply having stood and clapped, even though we did so unaware of the context. There you go. Uh, of course, that's never going to satisfy the opposition. No, it won't, but it shouldn't satisfy any of us. This is a man, like, I'm really starting to sour on him 
personally as a leader. I, I didn't like his politics before, but, you know, you could take it or leave. Some people did. But clearly, Justin Trudeau's parents failed him miserably by not teaching him how to apologize. He needs to do what his own minister did. I think it was uh, Mark Holland, who was you know caught by the press in the hallway somewhere, who said he was skillfully avoiding apologizing apologizing on behalf of the prime minister, which is what you would expect from a minister. That's his job. But he said, I apologize personally for standing. I stood and applauded this man because that's what we do. And I apologize for that. And that would go a long way. Doug Ford the other day apologized, you know, personally. And that goes a long way with people. You can diffuse a lot of situations in life when you just apologize for your part of it. It doesn't mean that you're culpable. It doesn't mean that it's your fault, but it means that you're sorry about it. And I'd love to see Justin Trudeau say that once. He's never, ever said that. He's always happy to jump in with an apology on behalf of you, John Moore. You know, John, we can learn from this error. Uh, or on behalf of Parliament, which he should do as well because he's the head of Parliament. Uh, but personally, he had a role to play. And if, even if it was nothing more than being one of the trained SEALs who stood up when their attention was directed uh, to somebody in the gallery and they all stand up and, and applaud... But he did that, and so did all the others, quite frankly, and I'd love to see them sort of apologize to their constituents personally for doing it as well. Uh, police are looking for three female suspects wanted in a stabbing at Dundas subway station. And I know from Joe Cristiano, you were interested in adding some insight to this because you maintain that an awful lot of young people are sporting knives these days. Yeah, I have, uh, my younger son is 19 and I, you know, get to meet some of the people that he hangs around with and they're not always the people I wish he hung around with. Uh, some of them are great. Uh, some of them are kind of like, where are your parents? But, uh, a lot of kids this age and younger are walking around with knives in their pants. And I'm not talking about a pocket knife. I'm not talking about a Swiss Army knife. I'm talking about a anti-tank Rambo knife, uh, the kind that uh, we had to make uh, ban soldiers from buying because they just they're designed to look evil and they feel in danger on the streets they watch a lot of the uh, trap music uh, videos that are filmed by local artists and there's just a general feeling that you're in a war zone and so more and more kids of you know teenage years and uh, younger are carrying weapons because they think that they have to and of course when you've got a knife in your hands or in your pocket and you get into an argument with somebody it's possible that somebody's going to pull one out and when one pulls one out everybody it, it this it then escalates very very quickly and i think that is a key part of what's happening on our streets today and i'm not really sure how to fix it but you know it's something that shocks me and uh you know but i see it and one last one quickly, Doug Ford, ruling out compensation for Greenbelt developers. That's sort of a no-brainer in my books because what were they going to complain about anyway if they did get insider tips that you know the, their insider tip, which was illegal, was not honored? 
Yeah, nothing actually materially changed with the property. So I don't think they have a case in court. Uh, it's hard to hold the government accountable for various parliamentary and sort of traditional legal reasons. But uh, they would have as much case against the government that put the land into the green belt in the first place as they do now. So this is land that was owned by people that had a potential value in the future. And then the government said, nope, you can't ever build anything here. And so that potential went to very close to zero. And uh, then it briefly went up on speculation, and now it's back to where it was. And so in the end, nothing's changed. Thank you, sir. Good to have your insight this morning. Thanks, John. That is Mark Tui, advisor to business and political leaders, and now News Talk 1010 pundit, of course.